Hey guys, it's Guru Mike Pan of the Binding Warrior Podcast. Today's your Finish Strong Friday episode of the week. So um, in this episode, I want to discuss uh, something that actually happened about two days ago here in North Texas. Um, and it was actually a school shooting at Timberview High School in Arlington, Texas, uh, which is about 45 minutes from where I live, but it's only five miles away from where our Arlington, Texas, Miami Warrior chapter is. Um, and so I want to discuss this today because, I, it, again, it, it hits close to home, right? And especially it's close to home for me as a guy who works in a public school full-time by day, as well as a person who teaches self-defense and martial arts to adults, right? Because this involves violence. It also involves a public school. And these are two things that I have spent the vast majority of my adult life seeking to master, basically, which is self-defense, martial arts, obviously, on one end, and public education in the other end. So... I have one foot in each world, and I think I want to discuss this today because it's so relevant. It hits home, close to home for me as an educator and as a self-defense instructor. And it touches upon a lot of things that I think are in our society that we need to consider, right? So you might be listening to this. You might be an educator like me. You might be a martial artist. You might be a parent. You might be an uncle, whatever. I think this is important to talk about. And so the first thing I want to talk about before I continue is kind of like the basis of how this shooting happened. So what I'm reading from these news reports, and again, this is a pretty recent situation that happened. It's still evolving, but what it appears, especially according to this viral video that films the moments before the shooting took place was essentially this 18 year old man, young, young, he must be a senior in high school. He apparently has been getting bullied and picked on and beaten up repeatedly in his high school. And despite his family's attempts to contact the school to, you know, see if they could put a stop to everything, nothing has seemed to work. And so there's this video that's been out recently that shows, again, the events that took place right up to the shooting. And the shooter is getting beat up by a bully, right? And after the kid gets beaten up, he takes a gun out and he opens fire on the bully, as well as three other people in the classroom he is in, one of which was the teacher of that class, right? And so this has shaken up North Texas. This has shaken up the community. And there's been this huge discussion on bullying, right? And this podcast is really going to be focused on that because, well, for several reasons. One, because to be completely transparent, I am a former victim of bullying. I was a kid who was picked on, uh, you know, rough, roughed around, uh, beaten up. Um, I didn't have a lot of friends as a kid. I was, I had social anxiety because of this, and I was basically forced by my parents to take up martial arts to learn how to defend myself. And what was supposed to be just like a basic crash course in self defense ended up becoming a lifelong passion for me, and it's something I carry to to this day. And beyond being able to fight back and defend myself, I realized that the martial arts has given given me a great deal of self-confidence, self-esteem, physical fitness, strength, physical strength, emotional strength, mental strength. And the thing is, I realized that bullies tend to leave people alone who are physically and mentally capable, right? So this is really also about bullying, right? And there's this huge talk about bullying because of this situation. And, you know, they released this shooter back to his family because, you know, and they're trying to give him the sob story of, oh, you know, he was bullied and all these things. I get it, right? And again, I'm speaking from a place of empathy to some degree because I was a victim of bullying. I know what it feels like to be victimized. I know what it's like to feel like you're alone and isolated and to be you know, anxious and, and anxiety-ridden walking into the doors of your school. And I also know what it's like for a school for, to, to feel as if the school is not doing anything about it, right? So this is really relevant to me and what I've been through in my life. And as a former victim of bullying, and who is now a martial arts instructor who teaches teenagers essentially how not to get bullied. 
and I'm doing this in the, within the walls of a public school, by the way, through Kickstart Kids. Look at them up, Google them, you'll love it. Um, I think this needs to be said. So bullying is as old as time itself, and bullies are found in every aspect of our society. It's not just in schools, it's not just in academies, it's, it's everywhere. You'll find bullies in the workplace, you'll find bullies in, the business, uh, the, in businesses, in churches, in the police you know, departments, you name it, there's gonna be bullies. There's always gonna be somebody trying to impose their will and their, you know, force and power on someone else. That's just how the world is. The world's been like this forever. And the, it's really apparent in the schools because in schools, especially as an educator now and as a person who, you know, has gone through the school system, I, I understand that there's people in these environments that are gonna want to impose their will on other people, these bullies. And it's clear from watching this tape that of this kid getting bullied, by the way, and this kid getting beaten up, that this kid, one, doesn't know how to fight. This, this shooter did not know how to fight, nor did he have a male figure in his life to teach him how to stand up for himself, to teach him how to defend himself. And as a result, this young man decided to take a gun out and open fire. And I'm not exonerating this kid, right? I'm not exonerating this kid. I think what he did was disgusting. I think it's deplorable. I think it's... I, I highly, highly... I can't describe, especially as an educator, how much I dis- disapprove of his behavior. That being said... I do know what it's like to feel like there is no other option. I know what it's like to feel as if you're alone and that you have to do something. And again, I'm not condoning what he did, but it's, it's, it's easy to understand why he felt that that was his only option. Again, I don't agree with it at all. I think it's disgusting what he did. But again, it's something that if you look at the way his mind is working, he did not have any guidance. He did not have anyone to raise him right. He did not have anyone to show him the right path. And this is where I think martial arts comes in. I look at this video of this kid getting beaten up. And aside from the fact that he's getting beaten up, right, and thinking that, man, this kid needs to learn how to fight, I'm sure that if he had a positive male role model in his life who taught him how to defend himself, who trained him in martial arts, he wouldn't have resorted to that. He wouldn't have. How do I know this with some certainty? Because I do it full time. I have seen kids who would have been complete victims and I've seen them grown up to be, you know, functioning, confident, strong members of society who, who the bullies left alone. Again, bullies only attack people who they view as physically and mentally weak, right? Martial arts solves that problem. It makes you physically tougher and it makes you mentally tougher. Bullies do not pick upon physically or mentally tough individuals. They just don't, right? So I think watching this video one, and seeing the scenario one, I really wish I was there for this kid at some point, or someone like me was there for this kid, to teach him how to stand up for himself in the right way, in a healthy way. To teach him how to defend himself in a righteous way, in a healthy way. And if this kid just had these means, I feel that he could have neutralized the bully a lot safer and a lot less lethal, right? Also, he wouldn't, may have not, if he had the right training, he probably would know how to walk away. He would know, he would be trained to recognize the signs of violence and he would have been able to just walk away from the situation. The kid would have left him alone. So I think it's important more than ever that we bring our young people into martial arts schools. And if I could be specific, a boxing gym, a jiu-jitsu school, a Kali school, a Muay Thai school, a place where they teach you actually how to fight. Right, And again, I don't have anything against Kata or anything like that. I actually have to teach part of that for my Kickstarter Kids job, right? I, I get it. There's a lot of good things within karate and taekwondo that I absolutely love and adore. But when it comes to really teaching a person how to fight, there's only a handful of arts that have been proven to make that work, right? So we need to focus on those. 
and educate our young children in those. And I think there's this mistaken notion in our society, and this, I'll kind of, this kind of ties into my next point. There's this whole initiative of anti-bullying. And as a guy who's worked in the public school system for quite some time, there's this notion of anti-bullying. And for the record, I like it, right? I think that these anti- well, first of all, what these anti-bullying campaigns teach young people to, to do is, one, recognize the size of bullying, and two, don't be a bystander, right? They'll just stand there and watch someone get bullied. And three, treat people with love and respect. I think these are good things, for the record. I think these are fantastic things. We need to teach our young people how to identify bullying, how to stand up for other people who may not be able to stand up for themselves, and, yeah, of course, to not to just be a bystander, and also to take care of their fellow man. I think these are important lessons to learn. This all being said, this notion that anti-bullying is going to solve the bullying problem is a lie. It's a complete lie. It doesn't work. You can't ask a bully to not bully. That's not the language that they speak. That's why they're a bully, right? They wouldn't be bullying people if they were rational people, right? Like these individuals, they're not rational. They just aren't, right? Or at the very least, they're insecure and they're wimpy or they're weak. So they choose to prey upon people they perceive as weak in order to feel some kind of aspect of self-importance, right? And it's, I think it's important that, yes, we recognize the blessings and the anti-bullying initiatives, but I'll be totally honest. I grew up in the 90s, and if you listen, you're listening to this, you probably grew up in the 70s or 80s or the 90s. The way we had to deal with bullies back in the day was very simple, and I'll give you my own personal example. I w- remember I was terrified of this particular student growing up in elementary school, and I was so scared to see this kid because he kept bullying me and messing with me that I tried to fake sick from school to avoid him and I was trying to fix it going to the nurse the principal's office anything I could do to avoid this kid and at one point the principal got fed up because she knew what was going on I went to a Catholic school it was a nun and this woman brought in not my mother because my mother was at work but my my aunt well my mom's best friend um, who's my godmother and she actually had a son who who was my best friend at the time and he went to the same school and this this meeting took place between my my tita my aunt and the principal and myself and I had to fast and come clean about what was going on and my tita told me my aunties told me straight up like tell me what's going on and I said that there was this bully and I remember what the principal told me and I remember what my aunt told me they didn't say oh we need to speak to this young man we need to tell him to not bully him they didn't do that what they told me to do was and I'll never forget this stand up for yourself don't be a coward stand in your own two feet they told me to stand up for myself these anti-bullying campaigns that we're pushing in the public schools and schools in general and society in general are making our young people dependent on the system to find strength, to find protection. And we can't do that. I'm not saying that we have to teach our kids how to beat up bullies, although there may be a point for that, frankly. If a bully is off campus and they're trying to hurt you physically, you have the right to defend yourself. That being said, we can't teach our young people that it's the bully's fault, right? We got to teach our young people to stand up for themselves. Do I think, again, these anti-bullying initiatives have a lot of pluses? Yes, I do. But I do think that there's this mistaken notion that if we teach the bullies not to bully, they won't bully. That's complete BS. That's not true. That's not true. So what we need to do is teach our young people to stand up for themselves. And this actually happened yesterday. I was about to teach a class. And uh, again, I teach for Kickstart Kids. And this young man came up to me and a skinny, scrawny, nerdy kid frankly he's just a nerdy kid not a bad thing okay i'm a nerdy guy myself in my own way right um but this kid told me as he entered my classroom he said mr Pana, i these kids are bullying me at my uh, the lunch table 
And I asked him, give a specific, what do you mean by bullying, right? And this, this kid goes, you know, they took my milk and they spilled it. And they, uh, they, they decided to, you know, knock over my food and they started making fun of me. And I asked this young man, I said, young man, what do you think you should have done? And this young man looked right at me and said, I should have called someone for help. I'm like, hey, you know what? There may be a point for that, I told him. There might be a situation in which you may have to call for help. But frankly, you're responsible for you. I, next time that happens, you make it clear to these, these bullies, these boys, that you're not going to tolerate it. You stand up. You stick your head up high. You stand up for yourself. You don't have to punch them in the face. You don't have to beat them up, I said. I'm not telling you to get into a fight. What I'm saying is you stand up for yourself. Period. You don't let anyone mess with you. And the kid, you could see this empowerment that happened in him. And he, he thanked me. And he, he was almost looking for a green light to stand up for himself. Because he didn't think it was allowed. And I think this is ridiculous. So I'm saying, stand up for yourselves. Teach our children. We need to teach our children, especially these young people in the public schools that I work in. We need to teach them how to stand up for themselves. We need to teach them how to be strong, to be self-confident. And how do we do this? We teach them martial arts. <laughs> we teach them what it's like to be in a stressful situation in a safe, controlled environment like a martial arts room, right? And I'm not selling my martial arts. I'm not selling Kickstarter. I'm, sell- I'm not even selling Bayani. I'm not selling any of these things. All I'm telling you to do is find a place that could teach your child how to be tougher. Looking at this kid who ended up shooting these four people, I'm looking at this kid. It's not a tough guy because after the shooting was done, he ran away. He hid, right? That's not what tough people do, right? He's not a tough guy. He, frankly, is a cowardly guy who didn't know where else to go and didn't know what else to do. And as much as I empathize with him as a former victim of bullying, I don't condone what he did. I don't approve of what he did at all. Because this kid did not have the right guidance. And so as a result of him not having the right, right guidance, I can't be too mad at him because you don't know what you don't know in a sense, right? And he should have had, and I really wish I was there or someone like me was there to guide him on the right path. That's how I see the situation. And so I try to pass this mindset on to my students in the middle school and even the adult students I train. Don't let anyone push you around. Be strong. How do you become strong? How do you become confident? You train in martial arts. I know it sounds like a blanket statement. I know it's like, well, Mr. Pana, the Guru Mike, that's not the, the end all be all. You know, you're right. It's not a magic pill. It's not a fix all cure, but it's a damn good one. Because I have yet to see a young person well-trained in how to fight and protect themselves and not be able to walk through the day with their head held high. I've yet to see it. And also the kids who were bullied, like myself, who learned how to stand up for themselves and learned self-confidence through being able to defend themselves, frankly, through martial arts, they were left alone. The bullies immediately left them alone. So I think this instance reminds, is, is really just echoing to me the importance and value of martial arts for our young people, not just so that they learn how to fight, but because I want them to have the self-confidence to walk with their head held high, their chin up, back straight, looking strong as they walk through the hallways of their school. Because I, I lived with a lot of social anxiety up until um, I learned martial arts. And I think this is really important. Young people need to know that. And I think if this young man who shot these people, if he knew martial arts, if he had a positive male role model, which I'll get to in a second, if he had that, he would not have shot those people because he would have had someone to guide him, to tell him, listen, that's not the right thing to do. Because a kid who's doing that is desperate. He clearly feels like he has nowhere else to go, right? And again, going to the, the most recent point I spoke about, positive male role models. If you look at all of the school shooters that have you know, killed people or shot people in the last decade, pretty much all of them 
have an absentee father or no father in their life at all or no father figure in their life at all and i feel looking at this kid who shot these people again i'm looking at him this is this kid does not have any male guidance and i'm not this is not to take away anything from female teachers or single moms what i am saying though is that if you look at the statistics the amount of active shooters mass shooters killers out there even those criminals in our prisons now they all come from fatherless homes that's that's not my opinion that's a fact you can look this up we need to give our young boys like this gentleman here this i want to say gentleman this he's a criminal now but this shooter here right the, the boy who shot these kids we need to give boys like this guidance and again if he had someone like me or someone like you know someone like me or myself in his life i think the odds of him shooting someone would be much less right much more or less so we need to really consider that if you're a man listening to this i don't care if you're a father or not i don't care if you're single i don't care if whoever you are if you're a guy listening to this and you are a righteous man you find yourself to be an honest man you work hard at what you do don't just go to work and do your pursue your hobbies and let that be the end of it go help a young person without a father in their life be part of a big brother uh, a big brother little brother or big sisters program whatever that is try to be part of something like that volunteer at your local boys and girls club volunteer as a sports coach you know assist at, down at the high school whatever you can do in your church be a male role model for boys without dads i am telling you i'm telling you this makes such a world of difference and I'm saying this as a guy who sees it every single day and who lives that life every single day. There are young boys and girls that need us, men, righteous men, strong masculine men in their lives who will hold them accountable, who will listen to them, who will care about them, who will want to guide them in their life. They need that, right? We need to be those people. We can't wait for society or the present to fix that. We got to step into our communities and fill that gap. So again, one, I think we need to look, reassess the bullying issue. I think we really need to look at bullying as, for what it is, right? We need to look at these anti-bullying initiatives and realize that while they are well-intentioned, while they are even good, there's a lot of aspects to them that are positive, they are not a cure-all, right? They, you can't tell a bully not to bully. <laughs> we need to instead empower our young people to stand up for themselves and to be able to defend themselves if necessary, right? And through that, they'll be better citizens for it. And lastly, we need to be better men. And to do that, we need to guide misguided, lonely kids who may not have a father figure in their lives to be better men, to, be, to grow up to be better men. And we do this by volunteering, mentoring, coaching in our communities. So many of us are so fixated on our jobs and our families, like I am, right? I need to be more conscious of how I am being perceived to the other boys in my neighborhood. If I see a kid in my school that is lonely, I try to acknowledge that kid. I try to help that kid. And again, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much, guys. Just do these little things for the kids in your community. You will make your community so much better. All right? Positive male role models change the world. They change communities. All right? So I hope this podcast inspired you. Take care. God bless and be the hero in your life.